Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. If you haven't listened to this show before, let me give you the 30 second elevator pitch. This is a podcast where I sit down to chat with the kind of people I believe have achieved things and developed tools that you and I can learn from to become happier, healthier, fitter, stronger, more compassionate, grateful, successful, and robust human beings. So if you like being inspired, if you like to learn, if you want to understand how to become a better version of yourself in whatever way you feel is important, that's what this podcast is all about. So keep listening. My guest today nearly had me up on the table beating my chest and shouting at the sky. I was that pumped up. Connor O'Keefe is a man who in recent years decided to make some changes to his life because he wasn't happy. But instead of joining his local step aerobics class for two sessions a week, or giving up that extra jammy dodger with his morning coffee, he decided it would be cool to run a 100-mile race with very little training. And then a 200-mile race. Connor explains to me in this episode that he's on a journey of self-discovery and adventure, working on himself to develop more compassion and gratitude for life and for others, challenging himself to constantly evolve and grow, and his journey has started to inspire thousands of others to start working on their own sense of happiness and purpose. I basically just sat and listened to Connor speak for almost two hours. Firstly, because his voice makes it sound like he's reciting poetry and just about to tell a joke at the same time. And secondly, because even though most of us will probably never run 200 miles or 32 marathons in 32 days and 32 counties or only shower in the cold and darkness to test ourselves, that's not the point. Most of us can immediately relate to parts of his story. And it's hard not to be inspired and start thinking that maybe it's actually possible to change some of those things in our own lives that we're not happy with by implementing our own versions of some of the tools and techniques that Connor talks about. I know this is a long one, but split it up, break it down, listen in 10 minute bursts. It's definitely worth it to hear this man speak. Cheers, bye. Welcome to our shared journey to find the answers to questions about health, wellness, nutrition, performance, life and success and to craft the most resilient, hardy, and happy humans you've ever seen. Welcome to the Primal Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Primal Podcast. Today I have Connor O'Keefe. Connor, thanks a million for joining me. Cheers for having me, man. Uh, now, the pleasure, I have to say, is mine now. And I'm not going to, I told you the truth at the start. I haven't been following you for years and years. I'm a diehard fan. But mm. um, shout out to a friend of mine, Rebecca. She was here a few weeks ago and she, she mentioned your name. And she said, you know this guy? She's listened to a few episodes of the podcast. Mm. As soon as I looked at your Instagram page, I was like, this fuck has to come up here <laughs> and sit in front of me and tell me what his secret is. Because I started seeing things like Enduro Man 200 mile race. Um, gratitude, pictures of you up the mountains carrying shit in your back and stuff like that. And mm. th- this podcast for me, I'm always kind of spurting on about it, is a, a, a self-exploration. It's my journey to try and talk to people who can help me improve my life, improve my family's life, and by extension, if anybody listens, improve their lives as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, man, yeah, for sure. And just your Instagram page embodied that for me <laughs> straight away. So I was like, this guy has to come up. Essentially, the Instagram message you were kind yeah. enough to come up, so I really appreciate it. No um, so what I do usually at the start of these podcasts is I ask the guest to give a little background on themselves and um, just to mm. give us some context for the conversation we're about to have um, about all sorts of weird and wonderful things. But would you mind telling us in as long or short as you like of all the time in the world, yeah, no worries, man. just a little bit about your story and what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, um, I suppose it, it, it started about, well, I suppose anything of note started about two years ago. It started probably a lot longer before that. 
Um, but I suppose I had a kind of crisis of self, man, to be honest with you, about two years ago. And it was kind of like, um, excuse the, 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 the term, it was shit or get off the pot for me, you know? Okay, yeah. It was like, I need to fucking change my life. And it's, I suppose I don't need to change my life, but if I want to have a fulfilling, purposeful life with meaning in it, I have to change right now. Okay. And what I had to change was I had to change uh, the way I interacted with myself and I had to just become my own best friend. And I say that to people all the time. I just had to become my own best mate because I had such a terrible view of myself for such a long time that I just decided to to flip it around and just become my own biggest cheerleader yeah. and, and become my own biggest pat on the back, you know. Okay. And what that led to then really was on the external side of it, um, or like away from the internal was ultra endurance. So, like, I, I had dabbled in ultra-endurance, ultra actually, before this point, but I never actually found ultra. Okay. I never found what it means, what it actually means. And not uh, just like, oh, yeah, let's just run for a fucking long time. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's what I think of when I hear the Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was like, it was properly connecting with it, you know, and, like, not seeing the finish line as something, as the end of something. Um, because, like, I've, I've hit many, you know, finish lines since since that and it's never felt like the finish it's never felt like the finish for me because i'm on this continuous thing where i'm on a self-discovery of myself i'm on a discovery of the world and of the mind in general you know and um, so that's probably where and most people would know me just as the guy who runs you know <laughs> a lunatic so, in the mountains yeah like may 2019 i run my first 200 miler um that's a, 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 a that's a mad story in itself and since then have just been kind of thinking of weird ways to kind of fuck with my mind. But in a very, very good way because people say to me, how do you deal with the dark times? Like, you know, you're 170 miles into the race. Like, that's not the fucking dark times. That's not the dark times for me. The dark times for me when I was in a job, getting paid great fucking money, sitting on a, you know, a brand new car under my hole and, you know, drinking fucking three nights a week. That was the fucking dark times for me. Yeah. These times are the times when I'm actually properly expressing who the fuck I am. Getting out there and running 200 miles is not the dark times for me. And like, like that's what I what I think gets me through those like things like running around my patio for 24 hours and doing all of these things that people think are fucking mad is that I'm so, and this is coming into the gratitude side, side of things, I'm so grateful to be here taking breath and to actually be living a life that I, that I enjoy that when I do these things, that's not the dark times. The dark times, I've had the dark times already and that was the times when everyone else probably thought I had a fucking maid. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I was like, you know, going to buy a house and doing all this shit that I never fucking wanted to do. Okay. You know? It was just that, like, this script that is written for us and slightly by us as well that we have to fulfill these type of things. Jesus, this is kind of going off. I'm <laughs> on here now. But um, that's who I am. <laughs> I don't even know what way to come at this because... Yeah. I said to you before the before we turned the mics on here, we we could spend probably five hours on each single sentence that you <laughs> said when you walked in, and now we could, the same as just happened with your introduction on the mic. So I'll come at it this way first because we're going to dive into all all of that great mm. stuff that, that you just talked about there. You said something like patio runs and two hundred mile uh, uh, races and stuff like that. Maybe give us a bit of an idea what's involved in some some of the they all seem to be challenge of endurance your mm. ability to endure or persist through something yes so you've just explained why that was important to you and mm. um, but would you as a starting point explain some of these events to us like a 200 what the hell is a 200 mile race yeah 
I'll like, explain. I'll explain how it actually came about, which is just okay. literally like every single other aspect of my life. It came about out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> so I, I was, I had woken up on the first of January twenty nineteen, and I had that chat with myself where I was like, Connor, what the fuck are you at, man? Like you know, as in we we are going to we are going to change. Why do you want to change? Why do you want to see, you know, to see what... I always knew there was something inside me that could be great. And it, and it's the same for everybody. Everybody has that side of them that could be great. It's just if you listen to it, if you are actually willing to listen to, to that part of you. And I had never given him his day in court for very long. He had always kind of... He'd slip back into the fucking comfortable lifestyle, you know? And I had this kind of, I suppose, chat with myself on the 1st of January... And I decided that I was just, I'm going to be my own fucking best mate here now. And what would you do if you were given your best mate's body and mind? What would you do? You'd probably feed it good food. You'd probably make sure it was active, it was moving, it was, it was, it was getting good exercise. That it had a good view of itself, that you talked to it well. And that all of these things are, inco- and you know, you're, you're, you're always wanting the best for your best friend, aren't you? Yeah. And we're not having the same thing for ourselves, though. Yeah. A lot of the time. Especially, if I wasn't anyway. I thought like the internal dialogue that I had to myself right now, if it was read out to me, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know it was me. Okay. Because I'm after shifting so much to this side of being my own best mate that when I when I think back about times when I had those times when I just thought, "Fuck it, man, just end it. You know, finish it. You know, there's no point in, in keep on going because what are you gonna fucking do? Your life has no meaning. All of these things, and I and even saying that now just seems bizarre to me. You know, but. I decided that I was going to f- flip it around anyway. And um, and about three days after this kind of bedside conversation with myself, I bumped into my mate, Mark O'Mani, who I had run 100 miles with about four months beforehand, right? Uh, seven weeks training, we turned up to this 100 miler, oh, right? Jesus we turned Christ up to this 100 miler in Connemara. And I'm telling you now, but I can't even understate how little business, like how much little business we actually had being there. Like, you know, I was in my RSA baggy fucking, <laughs> you know, uh, Velcroed fucking high visibility jacket and everybody in there fucking fancy shit. And I'm just like, boys, what the fuck are we doing here? Long story short, that's another story in itself. And I'll, I'll, I'll dip into it as well when, when I'm talking about the 200 miler. Um... Broke my fucking heart and soul. Finished it in 28 hours. So two un- two hours under what we were given to do it. Thank God we fucking finished it. And absolutely impossibly how we how we finished it. But um, he had stayed on the ultra trail after that 100 miler. So he had run another 100 miler in December. So he had run one in August and December. Me, I was slugging points. Heavy slugging points. I think I had probably, after that first 100 miler, the four months preceding that, I drank more than my, you know, than I ever did in my entire life. Because I had my brother's stag and my brother's wedding. I had all of loads of other shit that was happening at the time. That is just times when people, especially Irish people, think, let's get fucking absolutely obliterated. Yeah. And that's why I had to have that conversation on the 1st of January was because I was really after hitting a down period, like, you know, a down period where I just didn't want to be in my own head. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to even fucking sit down and have a chit chat with myself, you know what I mean? So I had to on the 1st of January, and I was hungover, I was reeking of cigarettes, I was smoking a lot at that time as well. And it's very weird when I talk about this kind of stuff, because people are like, you're smoking and reeking, and you're you know, doing ultra marathons and stuff like that, but that was the the chaotic yeah. lifestyle I had, man. It was madness, like, you know? I even trained for my first marathon, and I actually didn't even know how I got to the start line, because I was drinking heavy and running a lot. And you're burning the wick at both ends, it was probably a terrible thing to do. 
But uh, I said, I, 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 I was talking to Mark. He came running down the road with a head torch on. I was just after coming out of work and um, I had gotten him a job in the place that we worked, you know, it was funny. He ran down the road and he saw the head torch bopping along. I was like, who the fuck is that? I look up, it's Mark, and he proceeds to tell me that he signed up for a 200-mile ultramarathon in the UK. And I goes, I'll fucking do it with you. <laughs> just, that just seems to be the way that my life kind of goes is I just go, yeah, fuck it. Let's just, like, what is the worst that could happen? I don't finish the race, do you know? Yeah. So I just kind of said, yeah, yeah. And his the skepticism on his face was actually, was just like painted up and down his face. Like, he was just like, He'd been training away up. Oh, he'd been training like a mad dog, like, you know what I mean? He, and I was absolutely high stooling it now, like, you know what I mean? Big style. And your man's like, you couldn't even run out of the cinema, <laughs> let alone fucking run 200 miles. Because, like, if you had seen me at that time, even, like, you know, I look back at the videos when I first started training for that 200 miler, I actually was thinking of posting them back up on my Instagram again to give people an idea that, like, I think certain times people see the stuff you've done and go, "He's there's got to be something different about him. Yeah. Or he's 20 years training doing this stuff. Something yeah, like yeah. that. But if I put up a, t a story from two years ago and you see me by, it's like my face is just puffy and red from alcohol, like, you know? And, like, you know, you, do you ever see people and just their eyes are just unhealthy? Yeah. That was just my, my eyes, my, my being was unhealthy, like, you know? And I had gained a bit of a good bit of weight as well because I was so inactive from the first hundred miler to that to the start of this whole thing. I ran one fucking time, so four months I ran once, and I might have run once or twice to grab a taxi or something in town <laughs> when I was langers, but other than that, didn't run. And so I left that conversation with Mark. I remember it was a really rainy night, and I sat in my car and I was kind of quite damp because I was out like kind of you know like the, the the rain's falling in my face. And I'm trying to talk to Mark like this. <laughs> And then I get into my car and I'm like, what the fuck did we just do? You know, what the fuck did we just sign up for? Because when I say these things, no matter what way my mind was all the time, because there's certain aspects of me that's always been there. Even when I've like been in the doldrums, like, you know, when I was in really, really down and out, there's certain aspects of me is I'm going to follow the fuck through on what I say. Yeah. So if I said that I'm going to sign up for this race, I'm signing up. So when I got into the car, it hit me in the fucking face that I'm after signing up for this 200 mile race. You know, I haven't clicked a button or paid any money or anything yet, but I've already mentally done it, which is already a done deal. Yeah. So I thought back to my 100 mile race, right? Because I said, how the fuck do you train to run 200 miles? Like, I still don't actually know. I'll like, run 100 miles twice, isn't it? To this fucking day. <laughs> Grant, do you know what I mean? Just like, oh, we get run 100 miles. Okay, now you just do it again, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, you struggle to do two, to 100 miles. I had my best friend ring me a couple of weeks before the, the 200 mile, right? One of my best friends and say, Connor, I don't think you should run. Like, I'm just like, what? But like, he was like, like you, I saw you because he actually crewed me for the 100 miler. Okay. And he goes, I saw you in the 100 miles, man. And after you finished that, what, what kind of condition you were in? Like, I'd really be worried about what you're going to be like at the end of this, if you do it, like, you know? And I was like, well, at least you think I'm going to finish. Thanks. Do you know? And I was like, Grant, I'll leave it there. But anyway, I thought back to this two, this 100-mile race. And to be honest with you, that really took nearly every single thing that I possibly could give ever. Like, I think that, like, I probably, I say to people, like, I was, I'm at 40% I'm at most of the time. You know, I'm at 40% of what I actually could be pushed to do. I think I was tipping around 85, 90% at this 100 really, mile yeah. race. Yeah, man. Like, this this, this broke my fucking soul, like, you know. So, we, we, we run the race, me and Mark, 
and I get to mile 55. And I talk about mile 55. I actually talked about it in my own first episode of my podcast. It's not out yet. But I talk about mile 55 as just like one of the most... It's like a groundbreaking uh, moment in my life in terms of ultra endurance and in terms of in terms of my whole life and how I was going to be able to keep this going. And, 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 and I'll explain a bit more about that. But I remember mile 55 and my body was just actually destroyed destroyed it was i was after going over double the distance i had ever gone in my life and i had 45 miles left to go so i had that weighing on my head while i was wolfing down a breast and a bun meal from supermax in the back of the car <laughs> like like just absolutely in pieces now in bits my shoulders arms everything elbows fucking hurt like my hair hurt everything hurt and i was like eating this fucking breast and a bun meal and i was like I asked myself the question, I was like, are you here to run 55 fucking miles or 100 miles? And you have to answer that question right now, because this is where it is like, you know, this is the time. And I kind of said to myself, I, I talk to myself quite bluntly sometimes when I'm doing these things, because you have to be, because you can't talk in roundabouts when your mind is kind of half fucked. You have to be really dead on and you go, you answer this question now and it's never asked again now for the next 45 miles. You're never asking yourself, are you here for this or that? You're here for 100 miles right now or you're not? And I said to myself, are you here to run 55 miles or 100 miles? And I said, you're already here to run 100 miles. So my fucking knee was like a grapefruit. It didn't even look like a knee anymore. So I actually couldn't run, right? So I was facing down a 45-mile walk in the dark. I hadn't trained to walk. So after about 25 miles, like your, my, my, my other parts of my body that hadn't ever been trained to walk that far were fucked up. So I had all the running muscles and the walking muscles were both fucked. And I remember coming to a place called Roundstone. It's the last checkpoint before you hit Clifton for this 100 mile, the Connemara 100 miler. And I was laying down on the concrete and my, my, uh, my legs were up on the boot of the car trying to get blood out of my legs. And I was there and I was, I was like, shivering like mad. So my buddy was like, get into the car there for a second. And like sitting in the car is a bit of a balls, you know, because you're like, then you have to get out of the yeah. car. So I sat in the car anyway and it was four, 27 minutes past four. And I goes, and I opened up, I, I opened up the door and I looked up my buddy. He goes, wake, wake me there at half past four. <laughs> three minutes. I was going to sleep for three minutes. I was like, died. He next thing doo -doo -doo, raps on the window, and I feel like I've been asleep for six hours, yeah. right? But not in a good way. Do you know those those six hour sleeps that you wake up from, and you're like, oh, "What year is it?" Do you know, like you know <laughs> what I mean. Your lose. brain is like, "Your body's dead, pal. Oh, Stay where you are. You're fucking done." Like yeah. you know what I mean. That's the way I felt, and I had to be dragged out of this car anyway, and got going again. But I crossed over the line, and. Uh, to every single person in the organize, you know, in the organization of this race's surprise, none of them thought we were going to finish, um, because they had heard he's only run a marathon before, and you know, it, like that's it just doesn't go like that in ultra usually, and so I thought back to that when I thought about training for this two hundred miler, and I said, okay, well we got to put ourselves in that kind of position or as close to that as we possibly can, as many times as we can, and I have to. I have to confront my brain with the stop button all the time. It's like, stop what you're doing. Do not run. Do not get out of bed. Do not lace up your runners. All of those, I need my brain to, 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 to be saying that all the time yeah. so that I can say no. So that when it comes to the 200 mile race and my body is saying, you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to stop. I'm saying, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. 
and I'm going to be able to move through it like that. So I started to, I started to get up at half four in the morning and it was like January. It's really cold. It was dark and it'd be dark for three hours sometimes and you're running like you, you'd be finished your run. The sun wouldn't even be up, you know, it's, it was actually fucking mad. But it was really, it was a really great time. I, I really fond memories of it, even though it was like destroying my body. It was overtraining, but like there was a purpose to it and a purpose to the overtraining because I wanted to get my body and my mind in that mile 55 zone is what I say, you know, where you're like fucking put up or shut up. You know what I mean? And uh, so I did that anyway for a long time. And what actually happened then, more so than like training my mind or my body for ultramarathons, I remember one day... um. I haven't drank in, in nearly two years now, you know, and um, I drank on the 26th of January in 2019. It was the last time. It's the last time I um, I took a drink. I went out because I was texting this girl and she was out in town and I was like, fuck it, I'll go in and have a couple of drinks. You know, I'll be going one day off kind of job, like, you know. I got absolutely obliterated, <laughs> passed out, don't remember anything. And woke up the next morning and was like, you know, my my script had kind of started to change already. Because usually I'd be like, for fuck's sake, Con, what the fuck are you doing going out getting langers and smoking and doing all this shit? Do you know what I mean? That you're, you know, you're not meant to be doing all that. That's what I'd usually be like, giving myself a really fucking hard time. But I was actually like, Connor, by like, this is not the promise we made. You know, this is not the promise we made. If you want to actually like give yourself the opportunity to see where you can go and to to bring that fulfillment and meaning into your life. You need to you need to go all in on it. Like you can't you can't be dipping in and out of it. And I made a decision that there and then that I wouldn't drink, basically. And it's it's one of the most phenomenal decisions I've ever made in my life, to be yeah. honest. And uh three days after that I I had one another like mile fifty five moment, one of those groundbreaking moments where you'd think back on all the time. And it was about three days after that, last time I went out drinking, I was like, I'm gonna go for a thirty kilometer run this morning. It was like half four in the morning. And because there's no one else on the road and it's dark and it's windy and it's shitty, I'd be like, the one kind of solace I'd have was I'd listen to music. So I'd listen to music when I'm a huge music fan. I like uh, Music history you now is something that I'm incredibly interested in, particularly hip-hop music. But I would listen to all sorts, anything, Nas, Jay-Z, you know, Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, anything that was kind of going to keep me company, you know. And I remember 300 meters into this 30k run, I heard beep boop, and my fucking Bluetooth oh, headphones died. And I was like, what a balls. But I heard I heard three things, and, I, and I've mentioned this so many times. I heard my footsteps, and I heard my breath, and I heard my thoughts, and I started to think back through loads of different aspects and different times of my life, man. And like usually when you get that kind of, that raised heart rate, that pulsating, that, you know, anxiety, not a drop, not a drop of anxiety. It was like I was standing back looking at my own life from an outsider's perspective. Like I was looking at somebody else's life and I was thinking to myself, okay, well, what, what is this situation here? And looking at it in a really like open, honest, um, but compassionate way and thinking about all the times where I had regrets, where I thought I did the, the wrong thing or made a bad decision or, you know, those times that really flared up my anxiety were just like so, so easy to deal with. I remember I thought it was just because I was running that I was able to do this. So I did the 30K. I f went went to work, did my day's work and put the sweaty clothes back on and went out for 10K after the work because I thought 
I'd have to be running to do this type of shit, like, which actually wasn't true. It was just something that had just kind of, I had stripped so much shit back, man, like really stripped everything back that I was like, it wasn't even about the 200 miles anymore. It was just about me enjoying who I was and just really discovering, you know, why my life was the way it was right yeah. now. So by the time the race came, I felt like I was 50 stone lighter, like, you know. So when, but when I, when I came to the race, usual things that I would have had, like an, an expectation of the race were completely gone, which was so freeing for me. Cause like whatever happened, I knew I was going to be able to walk away and go, fuck it, you gave it your best. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just so happened to turn out very well, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I could listen to this for another four or five hours. It's like a pod- and I'm like, shit, I'm in this podcast. I'm yeah. have to fu- at some point, I'm going to have to come back in and say something. Yeah. It's going to be so insignificant compared to what you've just said there. But this is why I do this, right? Mm. You, you've, you've completed life, by the way. You've completed it, mate. You're, you're done, right? <laughs> Hang up the shoes, you're done. Uh, but what I find, I find this fascinating, number one, because I love sport and I love achievement. I love, I love understanding or trying to understand how people do. Mm. 200 miles to me doesn't make sense in my head because like, you probably know Cameron Haynes. Mm. Cameron, I do, yeah. 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 So I, I love Cameron Haynes. And for anyone who doesn't know Cameron Haynes, he's also an ultra-endurance athlete. He regularly runs like the Moab 200 and all this kind of crazy, crazy 100, 200-mile races in extreme conditions and stuff like that. So mm. he's your, your peer now at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, We're buddies. I, your best pals. And I sit and I listen to these guys talk about the events and the achievements that they, and it, it freaks me out because I've played sport all my life and like the thought of doing, I, I told you I, ra- I ran cross country, I only ever did it to get fit for playing football and every step of every single race, I only ever ran 10 to 12k cross country, like mm. never any ultra endurance stuff, every step was torture for me but I learned really important lessons from, from that and then I listened to someone who ran a marathon and I'm like, Gee, I'd, I don't know if I could ever run a marathon and then someone says they ran 50 miles and now it's 200 miles mm. but what I get from it, apart from this cr- crushing, f- give up, like, why, you, you, you're, ne- you've run f- you're never going to run 200 miles. Apart from that, I get a real sense of somebody who has built themselves tools to achieve something that's really, really hard. Because I, under- I have an understanding because I tried running how hard it is. Mm. And that gives me kind of a scale and perspective on 200 miles or, or any, any endurance event. Yeah. Um, everybody who does this kind of thing seems to then be able to apply the principles. You, like that that last bit of that story you told there about feeling 50 stone lighter, it wasn't because you were 50 stone lighter or all mm. of a sudden you became a better runner, but your perspective on what you were doing and why you were doing it totally shifted. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely, that? yeah, for sure. But that's obviously something you can bring into your life. For sure. And and your your journey and your story and everything. Ultra is just a byproduct. A byproduct, really. Yeah. Ultra marathon is just a byproduct. Yeah. And like ultra endurance stuff is just a byproduct of thought process and that's the thing I suppose ultra marathons if I was going to and like people are like what would you you know sum it up in a word honesty I think there's serious honesty in ultra marathon right because the road you can't lie to the road and you can't lie to you can't lie to the course because it's going to fucking call you out and say you haven't fucking done what you're supposed to do before you came out and saw me yeah and that's there's a real honesty in that, and I feel like there's a, there's an honesty in sport in general for sure. There's an honesty in sport in general, like there's an honesty in in, in boxing. There's an honesty in in loads of other things that I've done as well. But I think, in terms of like, um, this just completely being stripped back, 
I think ultra endurance gives you something different. It breaks you down and builds you up and bre- and breaks you down again yeah. and then builds you up again and breaks you down. And if you're not ready to be built back up again, you'll stay there. You'll stay broken. And okay. that's the thing. Because like there's like the, the term waves and troughs is the absolute, like that's a, a very, very good way of looking at ultra because you're not going to feel good for 200 miles. Yeah. You're not. You're it just, It's just impossible. But the time, but people get confused and they think I'm never going to feel good again. Whereas I realize this is just a phase. This is a part of the whole thing. It's part of the journey of ultra is you're going to feel really, really good and you're going to feel really, really shit. But it's just about working through the shit times and um, not trying to leave the shit times. Yeah. Because when you try and bypass them, they catch up with you again anyway and and they fuck you over, you know? And you're not prepared for them then. Mm. This is really, really important. And what I love to do, because... Nice tea, by the way. Is it all right? Because yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought the whole thing was fucked when I brought you a mm-hmm. cup of tea. You could you could have walked out the door, or you could have stayed in. You no, stayed. No, no, so it must yeah, be all right. Yeah. No, it's good. Go on, <laughs> sorry. Um, I I find speaking to people, in my experience, you might have the same experience. If you're into this kind of stuff anyway, like you you have, I, I know you had your, your trials and tribulations. If you had a background in sport and you were into martial arts and you fought and you were interested in physical pursuits, and to some degree, growing sure. up, and I was the exact same. It was a very important part of my life. For people who aren't really. I like to to because these lessons make perfect sense to me. Whether I ever achieve that or don't achieve that or or, or develop those tools myself is another question. But it makes sense to me what you're saying. Mm. Perfect sense, and I can see I can see the journey as you're talking about. It. I can see the top process in your head. I can see you lying there on the floor with your legs up. I can see the mile mm. fifty five. It makes sense to me because on a much smaller scale, I've gone through some kind of similar experiences playing football or training or my own. My own journey. I've everyone who plays sport has heard the phrase, "You're not cheating us; you're cheating yourself." If you don't run around the cone and training or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, for and sure. I was always, if I never ran around the cone when I was younger, go home, I'd be disgusted with myself. Absolutely. So man. people learned to fucking hate me on the team because if anyone else didn't run around the cone, they'd be like, "You're fucking yeah, calling them out, calling them out." Yeah. So I, it's I, honesty, man. It's honesty. Know, yeah. So I get that and I understand that. But sometimes when I speak to people who aren't. I don't have a background in sport because sport is such a raw teacher of this principle because there's especially sure. individual sport if you go out and you haven't prepped yourself whatever mentally physically for your 200 miles you're not fucking finishing the 200 miles yeah, if, yeah. You, if you haven't built the tools and I don't just mean the training I mean the perspective mm. piece that you spoke absolutely. about absolutely and that's an easy one to paint a picture of in, in the sporting terms because you're coming mm. up against somebody else especially a, a, like a martial art as well if he's yeah, prepared yeah. more than you it's going to kick your ass absolutely. no one's there to help you no one for can sure. jump in for sure. But for people in normal life who don't play sport or who haven't played sport in years who have lost those kind of those obvious challenges in their lives. This is a really important message and us being able to interpret this for people is very, very important as well mm. because you will come across a 200 mile race that's not a 200 mile race in your life. Absolutely. If, if that's your relationship or if that's your job or if that's alcohol or if that's whatever it is and to be honest I feel like people are coming across these things every single day now mm. and now we obviously we've got the social media and all that kind of stuff as well. So to be able to listen to someone like you and see that journey of I hit something that was shit I was in a shit place I had a conversation with myself and then I actually achieved this goal I think is really really important and empowering for people because mm. That's something we can all apply. Like I'm, I'm probably not ever going to run 200 miles, but maybe I will. I never know. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. my thing. Um, but the next time I have something that's difficult in my life, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be able to look back and think when I had that podcast with Connor, I went home and I sat down and talked about what he said, and I started to change the way I think about things. So mm-hmm. the next time that something was difficult, I pulled something from what Connor said and from what Rachel Lee said last, and then what someone else said, and I put all that together, and 
I had my mile 55. Mm. And I, oh, Jesus, this is, this is shit. I'm never going to, this is shit. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Am I here to do this or am I going to sit down and fucking Absolutely. Die? Yeah, yeah. There's like, those times happen in all aspects of life. Everywhere. All aspects of life. Yeah. It's like, am I going to text this person or am I not? And like, you, there's all of these things. Am I going to apply for this job? Am I going to book this train ticket? Am I going to do whatever the case may be? Whatever um, obstacle that is in your way, there's a huge element of choice in your side on, on how you're going to deal with it. You know mm. what I mean? And um, yeah, I'm fe- facing a lot of different new obstacles all the time. Yeah. Like the technological side <laughs> of things and all of these different things. But definitely the um, the sporting side of things, definitely the application of lessons I've learned from ultramarathon has made a huge difference in how I approach different elements of life that I'm not necessarily used to. You know yeah. what I mean? And... But, like, I was a really, like, I was the fat, awkward kid as a young fella. I had to make the decision whether I wanted to be that all the time or whether I wanted to change up. And I did, and I changed it up. And then I started to discover a sport. Yeah. And then I started to discover all these things. I'm not a natural athlete by any by any measure of the imagination. Um Maybe that's not true because uh, I do have a good application of sport. But I suppose it's... um. I, I, I want to let people know that it's not like, a, you know, that there's nothing absolutely, absolutely nothing different to me than anybody else. It's just there's certain things that I've maybe stripped back of myself that have allowed certain other aspects of my life to, to come through. This is the get out of jail free card for people. This is what fucks up people's heads. And have you have you heard of the book, The, the War of Art? Yeah, I've 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 heard of the book. Yeah, Have you read it or anything? No, I haven't. Okay, read it, no. it's about internal resistance. Why don't we do the things that we should be doing? And mm. it's this internal resistance. And what you just said there, people listen to. I think sometimes, and I do sometimes as well. Listen to people like you who talk about these journeys. Let's call it a rags to riches journey in terms yeah, of yeah, personal yeah. development. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. the fat, awkward kid. And now I'm running two hundred miles. And they almost say, well, he's different and they write it off. And it's the easy get out of jail free card for them to not have to have that uncomfortable conversation with themselves mm. um, about uh, you. Everyone has a choice. And I agree with you, what you just said there. Yeah. No matter what situation you're in in your life, I, I'm very privileged to be saying something like this. I'm very, very privileged, very comfortable mm. in my life, got great support. So it's easy for me to say this. But I still believe no matter what situation you're in, you have a choice to make. Absolutely. In every sense. But. That's sometimes much, much tougher than others. And, yeah. and that's that's the thing. Some 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 decisions are fairly handy but and we blow decision. them up. And then there's some that are really, really, really tough. And and that's that and I, I would never take that away from anybody. No. Because everybody is different. And that's one of those things where I've like I've realized that talking to so many different people from so many different backgrounds, you can never like there's no blanket term or blanket um statement or phrase that you can put out that applies to everybody no. but I suppose it's um, it's about that's why I always say to people like when I'm talking on my Instagram or when I'm talking on my podcast is I hope it just spurs thought in you Yeah, whatever that thought may be once it's something that leads to something positive in your life that's that's the goal Doesn't it's nothing about I, I don't want people running around you know, wanting to fucking do 100 miles and all that type of shit because, like, they're just going to end up breaking up their fucking ankles and whatever the fuck it is. I want people to apply the principles and they don't have to go down those dark fucking tunnels that I've been down sometimes, you know? And um, that's the thing is, like, it's the interpretation of what people say is huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and like people want always um, this is telling me to move I've done 25,000 steps today <laughs> Jesus Christ and it wants me to move what did you do it's did terrible. you do what was the patio thing you did were you standing in one spot you can go up yeah. there now and you can do 100 miles yeah I do 100 miles day, across the fucking, around the fucking <laughs> studio um, but uh, Jesus what was I saying there now um, I was saying about oh yes um, people have tried to ask me like have tried to like and, and it's completely okay because it's human nature to try and punch holes in what I do to make it okay in their mind that why they're not doing why the they're things. not doing it yeah. yeah and 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 I'm not pointing fingers here for one split second because that's just something that I have done a billion times yeah so I'm not blaming anybody for it but I don't and I don't think most people actually even realize they're doing it when they're doing it is. They'll point out as like, what 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 are you doing for work and all this kind of stuff. They don't like and they, and they're always talking about the financial side of things. And I'm just like, fuck the financial side of things. I don't have two pennies to rub together, really, in in all honesty. And I'm starting out on this journey of trying to be a professional adventurer. Like there is no fucking blueprint, you know, to 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 follow. There is no, you know what I mean? There's not like, oh, I'm going to get a radiography degree and become a radiographer and then yeah, I'm going to yeah. do radiology or whatever the there's fuck a, it is. There's a clear ladder there, yeah. Exactly. There's not like, dude, 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 hit those steps. It's That's why I fucking love it. Yeah. Because it's uncertain and it's filled with fear and doubt and it's filled with times where I actually think some days where I'm like, fuck it, am I gonna, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this happen? But I fucking like that because it makes, it brings the best out in me. Just like when I'm in, ultramarathons and I think fuck it I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or finish and all this kind of stuff Is be that's what pulls the second half of my brain out and the best part of me so if there is anybody listening to this or whatever the case would be and thinks that I'm any different to them I'm not um, the, there might be certain aspects of your life that are different in, ter- you know, in terms of the, the external stuff you might have children I don't have children you might have other aspects of life that make it slightly different and I 100% appreciate that as well for people. But what I say to people is, when you're listening to me, don't I, I, I kind of want to sometimes move away from the ultramarathon stuff and just make people realise that it's just about the way you think about life. That's what I suppose the message is. Yeah. It's not about lacing up your runners every at 5 o'clock in the morning every morning. It's about just thinking about your life in a different way. And I would love for people to be active, but I always say to people, get outside with the dog. Do your fucking two kilometer walk with the dog. Get the kids outside. Get do these things because that's it's effort. It is effort. It's effort in your life. It's it takes effort to do these things. And there's times where I actually couldn't be fucking arsed either. But it's it's about coming face to face with that. And I say to people, and I've I've gotten certain phrases that I've used and I've used for myself so many times that I get I I say them out to people that they can use them. Is one of the phrases that I have is. The time when you really, really, really don't want to do something is the perfect time to fucking do it. And it really is. Because the more times you do something that you didn't you don't want to do, like let's say now you're um like typical now for me was I'd have ran in the morning, right? And I go into work and I do my day's work, I have a shitty day. Me and my boss didn't get on very well and we'd be fucking at each other or whatever, I'd be stressed out your balls, and then you hop in the fucking car and you're like, Oh, he was meant to fucking meet my friend at seven o'clock to do a strength and conditioning session and you're like oh balls I could just text him now and say oh I uh, fuck, oh man can't I'm in work late blah, blah whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. but no I just go yes I actually go fucking yes because I love when my brain does that shit because it gives me an opportunity to tell it to fuck off to go no 
I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's going to be so brilliant and it's going to be fantastic and everything that I want from it is going to happen. And it might not. You might get there and you'll be like, oh God, I'm half dead. And you'll do a bit of stuff and things. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you pick up a fucking weight. You didn't cancel. You followed through and you went there and you went against what your brain was going to tell you to do. So when I say that to people, when they, when I say, look, you're in work. Let's say there's a 45-year-old woman. So no, nowhere near my demographic, right, or whatever the case may be, is listening to this podcast and thinking, how the fuck am I going to play this? Like, he's going to run a 200-mile race. Right, you go through your day's work. Um, I know from my mother and from loads of other people, that are, loads of other ladies that are in that um, age bracket, a lot of them want to be more active. Whether they want to lose weight or they just want to be more active. And walking and doing these things is fantastic. It's great for the body great for the mind because it's it's low output people want to smash like weight sessions and all this kind of stuff that aggravates the body a lot too so getting out for a walk is fantastic but there's loads of times where you'll have a stressful day at work it'll be an eight hour day or a nine hour day when i was working and you'll come back and you won't want to fucking do it like it might be drizzling outside or something like that but think about that now as a fucking opportunity to go fuck that fuck like Actually, fuck you to yourself. Fuck you if you're thinking I'm going to fucking skip out on this. Because I've meant to do this now all fucking day. And I'm telling you, the more times that you say fuck off to your mind and you put up your, you, you lace up your runners and go for that walk. Fuck it, man. It doesn't matter if you go 300 meters down the road that way and 300 meters back. Because you're already after beating that voice that said, stay in there, trying to kettle. You know, yeah. have a cup of tea there and try on the TV. Yeah. You have to beat in that voice. That's the most important thing because chances are you won't you won't do 300 meters. You'll do a kilometer. You you know what I mean? You'll do something, you know? And that's the thing. It's, it's the first fucking step is always the fucking hardest, you know? And our mind doesn't want us to take the first step because we, we like, we're cavemen still. We're 30,000, 40,000 year old brains going, conserve energy, conserve energy, eat as much food as is around. We need to survive. It doesn't know we're living in 2020. That food is readily available and we're in our nice warm houses. Doesn't it doesn't have that, you know, that it doesn't think in that way. Yeah. So it doesn't want us to get out and go for that walk in the cold because it's it's cold and it's wet and all that kind of stuff. That time when you really, really, really don't want to do something is the fucking perfect time to do it because it applies itself then to so many different things. Like I was terrible at like cleaning up. <laughs> I was terrible at cleaning up after myself or, or or picking up shit in my room and all this kind of stuff. I'm after getting so much motherfucking better at it because I see the shit and I'm going, oh, I'll take pick it up in a minute. Fucking do it. Do you know, it's like that. I really don't want to do it and it's the perfect time to do it. So I do it and, and I'm telling you, it just has applications all the time. And now it's come to the point where my room is tidy. I make a cup of coffee, you wouldn't even know I was in the kitchen. Do you know, it, it's that's that's the application. That's the practical application. That's life. Yeah. Not 200 mile ultramarathons. Yeah. That's not life. Yeah. That can teach you really, really good lessons. But there's easier ways of actually learning the same things yeah. and applying them in your own life in your own way. So when people say like, oh, geez, I'm never going to fucking do an ultramarathon or whatever the case may be. I don't want you to. I just want you to start thinking about things in a different way. Because life is shit, right? Life is shit and chaotic and random as fuck. And you can't control what happens in it, right? And life is suffering, right? But what I will say to you is the choices that we or the, the, the things that we do control is how we think and act. 
how we think and act our own personal accountability is is huge and there's some serious freedom and power in knowing that whatever happens in your life you're either to blame for success or the failure you're 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 usually to blame for it and this is this actually comes back very very interesting book that i read called the fear bubble from Ant Middleton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him? Yeah, yeah, I do. And he talks, it's a very, very little section of the book. I always think, right, you can read 300-page books. If you take one page out of it, you're doing really well. Yeah. If you take one page that you can actually go back to, you're doing really well. And uh, he talks about God-like responsibility, right? So accountability and responsibility is a huge part of my life. I take accountability and responsibility for everything that happens. If I fall flat on my fucking face, it's because of me. If I claim to the tallest fucking mountain and I'm there at the very top, it's because of me. But he talks about a, a, just a, um, a, an example of, of, of God-like responsibility. Jeez, I'm going off on a serious one here, I'm but it's good. I'm two seconds away from jumping on a table and swinging yeah. my shirt around and saying, yeah. God! Yeah, this is This is, this this is, this is the stuff I live off. Yeah, yeah, man. Keep going, man. No worries, man. No worries, I will. <laughs> um, it's the tea. Um, I... Uh, he talks about if you were langers drunk, right, and you're after having about 10 points and you're you're making your way home and you decide to go down this shortcut alleyway, right, and you end up getting the shit kicked out of you by these three lads or whatever the case would be. Whose fault is it? It's your fault. It is your fault, right? And I'll explain why it is. And it's the, it. people would say, that's a bit kind of harsh, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's a bit harsh. No, I'm going to be, I'm being compassionate with myself. And because, at, at, like, I, I'll, I'll get back to that. I'll get to, back to the compassionate side. But the first thing you have to do is accept responsibility. So you're lying, you wake up in the hospital bed, right? And you start blaming those three boys. You don't even know what these fuckers look like, right? And you're like, that was fucking, I was just going out trying to enjoy my night. And then these fuckers come out and they, they break my nose and all this kind of shit, right? And then let's imagine some random person comes into the room and go, did you drink? It's like, yeah, 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 and I, I did. And did you have three or four? Did you take it easy? Or was, no, I had about 10 points. It's like, fucking hell, that's a lot. And uh, and like, did you, you know, did you hop into a taxi like when you got home to, to drop it on? No, I, I, I fucking went down this kind of dark, this kind of alleyway. And I was like, okay, cool. That's not really a great thing to do. You know, late, like three or four in the morning after 10 points, not a great thing to do. And then you start thinking about it. Mm, but what about if that person that walked in the room was you? So you're saying it to yourself. It gives you all the freedom. Yeah. It gives you back the control of the situation because you can't control those three lads. That's life. That's chaos. That's shit. But you can control how you think about it. And if you actually say, you know what? I probably shouldn't have drank that much. And I probably should have gotten a taxi because I know that that place is, that, that, that particular street is rough. And then, oh, fucking hell. No. I can actually move on. No, there's going to be trauma involved and all of those kind of things, but you can at least work through them because you're not outwardly blaming those other people, right? The second part of that is then when you do those things, because he, he doesn't talk about this uh, aspect of it. He's very, very hard-nosed, do you know what I mean? And and I think it's due to his special forces background SAS, and all that because he was SAS, SBS, yeah. Special Boat Service. So he was oh. like the Air Force, but it was the, the Navy version. Like the SEALs in the States. Yeah, they call them door kickers. So basically they <laughs> go in and <laughs> kick doors open and <laughs> spray people up. Shout out to Ant. <laughs> and basically... Um, Basically, uh, he doesn't talk about the compassionate side of it, but I'm very much like, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes and I have a lot of regrets. 
but I look at them with a, I, I, I paint them with a brush of compassion, right? Because you can't, you can't fucking hold yourself in fucking, in limbo forever, beating yourself up over the same shit. It fucking drives, it does nothing for you. And so many people get into that, because I did. I got into that loop for fucking 15 years. And when you get over through this thing of taking responsibility for that, you go, well, look, man, look, how, do, how could you have known at the same time, you know? It's human error. It's human error. It just happened because, you know, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, but we make mistakes. We're not, we're, we're not infallible. We're not, we're not imperfect. We are like, we are imperfect, I should say. We, we, we can't make the right call all the time. So when you take responsibility for it, and then the third part is gratitude, but I'll, I'll get, <laughs> we'll I, get I'm going to really get onto that because that's yeah. something that I've been really focusing on in my own life at the moment. Um, and so when you, when you take responsibility for those things, the things that you might think, fucking hell, I'm not taking responsibility for that. They kicked the shit out of me. Well, look, where were you? What did you do? Did you take the right measures? Should you have been there? All these kind of questions that people, if my friend asked me those type of questions, because it's very funny, one of my best friends is really thinks like that, you know? And if he had said that to me three or four years ago, I'd have punched him in the fucking face. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck do you think that it's my fault? Do you know? Yeah. I'd have punched him in the face. And I, and I, and that's because I wasn't able to accept when I was wrong. Yeah. Or when I had made a mistake, when I had done something wrong. But it's all part and parcel of this of, of, of growing up, I suppose, and and of and of making decision that my life is completely in my control. Life may fuck with me and shit might happen, you know? Someone might fucking drop a fucking big rock on my fucking car there now while we're doing this. I can't I can't control that. That's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and the 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 but having responsibility for my other things for my other aspects of life. That's because uh, I can control that I'm here right now and talking to you and I can control the way that I'm thinking and talking and all of these things. There's certain aspects of life. You just, you go to the doctor to tell you that they have, you have something wrong with you. All these kind of things. You can't control those things. You can take measures to be healthier. But man, I've, I've seen some really, really healthy people have some really, really bad things happen to them. So life will fuck with you a lot. And life has fucked with me a lot, like since I was a boy. And I didn't know how to take it for a long time. But now that I've had this kind of, I suppose, this fucking armor, I call it, of, of taking responsibility for my life, I can actually go, shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have done this or whatever the case may be. Like my dad would be like, look at this lad, fucking shit all over the desk or whatever the case may be. And I'd be like, ah, but that's because of fucking, I, you know, someone called me and I forgot about it. No, it's because you should have fucking taken care of that. And that's just that. And then you move on and everyone's better for it. Instead yeah. of me arguing back and forth with my fucking father or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, no, sorry. That was my fault. I should have done, I should have done that. And it takes away the fodder for him as well. If you have somebody that's always like that in your life, it's a great way of dealing with them. Just go, throw your fucking hands up and go, yeah, sorry. They have nothing, they have nothing to bite into them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing there. You know yeah. what I mean? No, don't let anybody walk all over you. Yeah. But like, if you're wrong, just put your fucking hands up and say you're wrong. And then they can move forward, you can move forward, and it's all good. But then the gratitude side of things comes in. So he doesn't talk about this in the book, but I'll keep going with this yeah. general theme of you waking up after this. You have to be grateful that there's doctors there and they're after helping you out and they're after, they're after fucking getting you there. You had the ambulance people that picked you up and brought you to the hospital. Grateful for them. Grateful that there's people that have been trained that can actually help me and make sure that I don't fucking bleed out or 
all of these things don't happen to me. I've got family or whatever the case may be, or a friend or a loved one or a fucking pet that can like help me in terms of you know giving me that security and giving me you know what I need in this time in this time of need. All of those things we we do often forget about those kind of things too. But will I just spindle into the gratitude thing from here? Hold, hold off for two seconds. You go yeah, for because yeah, yeah. I, I want to because you're you're I'm, every single thing you say I'm like I need to ask him this question and then mm. it's all it's the next thing comes along. No worries, man. For years. I have been, and to, to, to people's almost shock and horror, I've said similar things to what you've just said there. One of my favourite ones is, life is shit. Mm. And people look at you and think, that's an awful negative way of looking at things. And I said to you, I'm, I'm almost going to stand up on the table here and go, yeah! yeah. Because once, once you accept that part of life, that you don't have control over a huge amount of things, this thing about human rights is something we fucking invented. You've mm. no right to anything. Life mm. will do what life wants to do to you. When you accept that, you're so powerful. Absolutely. You, people, people, when you say that kind of thing at a dinner party, for example, people mm. look at you and say, that's awful fucking negative. Jesus Christ. But I find a lot of those people live in this bubble of, I deserve this and the world owes me that and the reason I didn't do A is because of B, not because of me. And they're looking at you saying, your man must be awful fucking dark if he's thinking that life is shit all the time. But once you acknowledge, like life is, let me let me put this a different way for you. Life is fucking great when, yeah. you, when you acknowledge 100%. that you can't control all this 100%. shit in it. So it's, as, as soon as you acknowledge it's shit, it gets great. Because the, the thing is, man, is um, like when bad shit starts to happen, I'm just like, look, it is life. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. And if there's, there's, there's uh, again, with the responsibility side of things, it's um there's you you've got the control over what you do and what you have in your in your being or whatever the case may be but there's a lot of times in life man where it just gets kind of shitty and then if you really really think into that it can get you really down but Big if you time. just think Jesus is just life yeah you know what I mean it, it, it's a lot easier. Sorry, I let you. No, go. you're grand. You're grand. Yeah. It's more gold pouring out of your mouth. Yeah. You? <laughs> uh, when yeah, the the power the power you feel when you acknowledge that is just it's insane, and you mm. start to look at th- it. Give, it gives you this perspective mm. that we've been talking about for, for for ages here today. I can think of m- hundreds of incidents in my life four or five years ago when I'm thinking back on how upset or angry or frustrated or annoyed I got about interactions with other people or situations or shit that was going on in my job or my life, whatever that, how my world was coming down around my head. Fuck this and fuck them and the world is... And I can almost, I can almost picture the moment I decided, do you know what, I can, all of these people are just people going through shit and I'm letting all of this shit in the world fuck me up Mm. Every single day, I'm miserable all the time because I'm thinking about all this other stuff. I remember the moment I was like, hold on a sec, no, none of that has anything to do with me. I'll control the things I can control. Absolutely. The next t- time I walked into a situation with, with a person, say, now we'll be having confrontations with people, but a person I was having a disagreement with about something, mm. my brain was just going, you'd be having a conversation, my brain was going, you're in control of your part, you're happy with how you've approached this situation you're done you've done it you don't have to have this argument anymore and just like you say with your dad down the desk I was like alright fair enough maybe I should have done that but you should have done this I'm happy with that yeah and then the other party is like well hold on now I'm not done with you now I'm not done and you're like yeah I'm done I'm, I'm, I'm it's so it's finished so powerful Man. and that applies when you start applying that to your life in general the days seem brighter absolutely the birds this 100%. is also cliche the yeah. birds sing a little bit louder you, you appreciate your cup of tea more you're like 
fucking, this is all I had to do was just change the way I look. Now, it's not all you had to do. It was important lessons along yeah, the road. Yeah, but it's tough as well. Very tough to it's do. Not it. a, it's not a fucking easy thing to flip that around, you know. It took because, me 28 odd years yeah. to, to get to that fucking point. Like. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same, man. Because, like, um, I was I was very angry, frustrated mm. man in my late teens, I early 20s. And the exact same. Really, you know, like, I would have been one of those guys, you know, where you'd have seen, like, fucking Langer's drunk in town shouting at his mates, you know? Yeah. Those yeah, kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me, like, you know? Yeah. And that's, dr- again, drink another thing as well that, I, like, you have to certain sometimes make decisions. So that was me taking responsibility and accountability for my life was, I'm not good with drink. I'm, and, and drink is not good for my life. I have to make that and take that decision and take that upon myself to get get rid of that. And that that was me taking responsibility for that aspect and taking accountability for it. But uh, that and loads of other times have really really led me to this this free this free life of just like fully accepting that I am to blame for my success and I am to blame for my failures and I am to blame for the good times and the bad times in my life. And then there's a lot of times where, where there's lots of life being shit times just mixed in there. Yeah. You know, and that happens. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. happens, Big you know time. what I mean? And the, but but the times that you can control really teach you how to deal with the really shit, random shit that yeah. comes on, do you know? Because... Because that shit's never going to stop, by the way. No, it's not. That random it, shit is going to be at your door every day for the rest absolutely. of your life. Girlfriends and boyfriends are going to cheat on each other. Yeah. You're going to get a flat tire. Yeah. You're going to miss the bus. You're going to do all of these things. All of these things are going to happen, right? Missing the bus is a really good one, actually. <laughs> because, Joan, you missed the bus. The amount of times where I've gotten to the to the bus and the bus is driving off, I'm like, you fucker! <laughs> you fucker! Come back for me! Why, what the fuck? You, did you not see me in the side mirror? You know? You should have been there for the fucking bus. It's that easy, like... Yeah. And I said, I've actually fucking, I've missed the bus. I've missed the bus before. And because I was getting the bus in for my job that I had before, I started to do all of these different things. And I, I was getting the bus into town. And I remember missing the bus one morning and I just goes, fuck it. I should have been there. I should have been there on time. And holy shit, my whole perspective changes. Then I start thinking about solutions. Yeah. So I go, okay, well, look, my mother's at home. Maybe she might be able to drop me in or... Then I might go, and then I go, well, my dad's bike is there, I could cycle in, or whatever the case may be. You start thinking about solutions. You're not thinking about the problem fucking literally driving away from you. You're thinking about solutions. And there's another time where I was caught for speeding, right? And this is a time when I was really, like, I had re- I was really struggling for money. I actually started doing doing talks, doing um, doing corporate talks um, during the middle of this to get, to get money. And um, that was paying me a good wage at the time. COVID hit and I wasn't able to do them then anymore but I was at a really time where I was really struggling for money and uh, I got caught for speeding an 80 euro fine or something like that and it came in the door and I just goes I shouldn't have been speeding and man fucking hell it's the best thing ever like yeah. it's the best thing ever to just realise that yeah you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes and these kind of things and you're gonna do that and being compassionate with yourself but at the end of the day I shouldn't have been speeding I should have been there for the bus on time I got clamped before and there I was talking I was fucking fucking the clampers out of it like you know before you fuckers you clamp my fucking car clamping signs all <laughs> over the place how many people know you're listening to this now and are going I got clamped before and I did the same thing yeah, yeah. it's it's as soon as you go shouldn't have been parked there just going to interrupt this episode to remind you that today's guest is Connor O'Keefe 
And in this episode, Connor explains to us what inspired him to make radical changes to his life in the pursuit of gratitude, compassion, adventure, and purpose. If you want to get in contact with the team here at Primal, just shoot us an email at podcast at primal.ie. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Primal Pro, P-R-Y-M-A-L-P-R-O. And you can check out the show notes for this episode over at www.primal.ie forward slash Connor O'Keefe. Yeah, this is very funny because if you said this, anything like any of these stories to me four years ago, mm. I'd be like, fuck off, man. Yeah. Come, come, give me give me a break, will yeah, you? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We can't all be pious Dalai Lama like you. Yeah, you give yeah, us a fucking yeah. break. But now, and this is this is where the conversation gets a bit muddy for some people because now, not that I'm on the other side of it, but now I've started to shift my perspective on things. All I hear when you're saying that is, yeah, I, that's... I kind of feel like that too now. It mm. is kind of is my, my if I try and blame someone else, all that's going to lead me to is unhappiness. And I've been there and I've blamed other people for everything in my life and I've been unhappy about it. As soon as I started actually, because it was years and years and years of listening to people say this and like, I mm. have to fucking try this. Now I'm much happier. Even though my car gets clamped, I'm I'm happier with the resolution of that and the, and then when that happens I pull something from that and it helps me with the next situation but it's taken time the reason I say this it's taken yeah. time for me to do that is there's people who are listening to this saying come on man would you fuck the two and boys here blowing smoke up each other's whole no, thinking they're class like. it's, it's boy, um, there's another thing as well that uh, that this leads to eliminating right as a byproduct as well right it's another fucking really really good thing to to talk about because it's it's something that i've done a billion times and that's mind reading so reading people's minds <laughs> and trying to and, and acting for them you know and what because i've the reason why um thinking about life in that way is such a great way is because you have all the control of that situation then the clamper doesn't have any control the clamp this fucking lump of metal doesn't have control anymore. You have control. And yes, it's shit that you have to shell out 160 quid. It's shit. But when you actually take responsibility for it and realize it and you go, mm, okay, you're one, one, you're less likely to do it again. And the second thing is you can actually leave that situation behind. You're not fucking gripping the steering wheel on the way home. I'm fucking that fucking, that fucking bastard clamped my fucking car. You're not. You're just like, nah, fuck it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't got clamped. Yeah. And it then you see what what actually happens in that situation is the clamp stays in the clamp, the clamper stays being the clamper and you stay being you. Instead of the clamp and the clamper being in you and being in your fucking mind and weighing you fucking down for that whole day, yeah. he's he's gone off doing his own thing. They're not thinking about you. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, the clamp's not fuck. thinking about you. He's yeah. doing the fucking whole thing. <laughs> that clamp is a fucking lump of metal. It's never fucking <laughs> do, do, taught about anything. But what what that. A what that has also led me to be, to to kind of think about a lot more is, I, I I used to do I I used to do a lot of thinking for people you know, um I used to do a lot of thinking for people all the time like my boss and trying to guess what they were thinking, thinking and reacting to what you thought they were thinking before they actually absolutely. did absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely, so then when I decided to take responsibility for my life I wasn't going to take responsibility for anybody else's, anybody else's bad mood anybody else's comment anybody else's anything. That's not my business. That's theirs. And that's their life. And they have to think about that. And that's up to them. And I stopped thinking for people. And like one way that it has uh, has manifested itself um, before and I suppose and or now um, and people are most interested in it is because it's a really, really good one because 
um, I have I've a whole thing about uh, how you know how how men and women should be more unified. That like I feel like there's a battle of the sexes going on. You know, like a, a big time. Whereas like I fucking love women. I think their energy is fantastic. I love being around women. I love being around my nieces, my mother. I love that energy in my life, and I I think that there's a separation like happening between men and women. And I think that. Things like, you know, fucking like Tinder and fucking speed dating and all this bullshit is actually fucking with that. But anyway, that's a separate conversation. But what what I used to do before, whenever I was like, let's say texting a girl or whatever the case may be, thinking for them, what, I'm, I'm sending the text. And then I send the text, and then it's not it's red, and then five hours pass by, and I'm thinking, she fucking, she doesn't, <laughs> she hates me, she fucking hates, me. she have to find out some new or fucking all this kind <laughs> of shit, or her friends have telling her now I'm bollocks or some shit like that. And I'm thinking about this shit, and I'm like, as soon as you realize that what, yeah, what you put forward is 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 from you, what they do with it, it's them, the way they think about it, the, the fucking time it takes them to fucking respond. It's fucking them. And you know the times where she's not fucking interested. Oh, bollocks, blah, blah, blah. I had this one time where I was like, fuck. I'm after fucking this up now. I don't know what I'm after saying. It's like six hours past, right? And this is what really put the, the final nail in the coffin for thinking for people, right? I was like, fuck. I'm after fucking up here now. It's fucking, oh, she's never going to fucking text me back again. And then she goes, sorry, um, I actually fucking got really, really bogged down with work. I would absolutely love to meet up and have coffee because I hate texting. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, is there a fucking hidden the camera show here? Everybody or something, in you know? a relationship anywhere in the world should listen to that now and learn, learn Man, an important it's lesson. It's just there. fucking. And you know, I, I've been listening a lot to, to Blind Boy's podcast, right? You sound a bit like Blind Boy when I, you sent me that first <laughs> voice message. I was like, is that who Blind Boy really is? I thought he was from no, Limerick now, but. No, Limerick and Cork accents quite similar. Right? I was, and but, I was listening to but and they, was, they have a They have a slightly kind of different accent. Do you know, it's like Limerick. I don't know, it's like kind of more kind of. Leprechaun-y. There was a part of me that said, has anybody ever seen Blind Boy and Conor O'Keefe in the same room? You know, no. it's, that's it, boys. Yeah. Fucking like <laughs> Superman and Clark Kent up in here, baby, I mean, you know? Yeah, um, yeah it's um, like, uh, and, I, and I listened to his, um, to his podcast on cognitive psychology, right? And I was like, all of the things that he's saying, I've different labels for, or I've different something, I haven't read as much as he has into the subject. He's very well... Versed Very in well versed, yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, great podcasts. Savage. Really, really, yeah, really enjoyed them. And um, I, he talks about all of these type of things, like, uh, but he talks about catastrophizing, and that's kind of what I was doing as well. I was catastrophizing the situation yeah. where I was like, oh. but what I like to think is reading people's minds, and we're fucking awful at it. I wrote, I, I read a book um, by, uh, it's actually a fairly new book. I think it was out in twenty nineteen from Malcolm Gladwell. Called talking to strangers. Have you ever? I, I actually listened to a part of the audiobook and an interview with Malcolm about the book as well. I haven't read the book fully yeah. yet, but it sounds. It talks but, but about how terrible we are at, at basically reading signs or reading reading each other's minds. Yeah. Basically, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was all surrounded by this very very um, topical thing of. Um, the black woman stopped in a car yes, by a white cop. Yes, uh, yeah. Sandra Bland. Yeah, her name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible story. Ridiculous. The way he breaks it down. Oh yeah. man, the way he breaks down every single moment, you're Unreal. like, holy shit. Yeah. Because and it kind of lets you know as well. You don't know what people are going through no. or what type of day people have had. But that's a, a completely <laughs> different conversation. But it's like the when I realized that I was gonna that by the, there's like layers 
and I say the godlike um, responsibility that that Ann Mindel was talking about. There's layers of of taking responsibility, and one of those things is taking responsibility for just you and not wondering what other people are thinking or doing or any of that shit. Yeah. And it's like, um, like I I I'm, I'm I'm seeing a girl at the moment, and I met some of her great friends the other day, uh, yesterday, right? Remember some big of her, step, her, big step, right? <laughs> And I left and I goes, I wonder if they, you know, I wonder if they like me, like, you know, and I was like, that's not your fucking problem. She likes you. That, exactly. That's not my responsibility. Yeah. It's not my responsibility to be liked by all of her friends. It's my responsibility to have a good interaction with her, have a healthy relationship with her or whatever the case may be and, and look out for her best interest in mine. And that's, that's my responsibility or that's my area her friends and all that kind of stuff is not my responsibility all I can be is nice and courteous and all these kind of things and that's and and put myself forward in that best way and as soon as I said that by it's fucking I'm rolling down the window and I'm leaving it out that's it it's gone and it doesn't play on your mind then those type of things don't play on your mind because you're just like I'm going to just whatever whatever happens happens and I'm going to and I'm going to just take responsibility for, for what I do That that's ins- insanely powerful I'm not going to get lost in the weeds here, go down a road that we don't want to go around mm. and politics and all that kind of stuff. But at the moment, there's a huge crisis with mm. purpose, with uh, identity, social identity, politics, if you want to call it, a lot of kind of stuff. But there are so many groups of people who have a problem with purpose. And I've had loads of conversations about, we don't have to get into any of this now, but Black Lives Matter and gender, gender identity and all this kind of mm. stuff. And in every single conversation, I walk away and I boil it down to the exact same thing. I was like, if all these people shouting at each other, yeah, there's definitely problems in the world, but that's the life of shit thing. There's Absolutely. definitely problems in the world. Yes. If all these people having all these conversations and shouting and burning down buildings, if everybody had a little conversation, just like you just had there, about themselves, and it's not my responsibility what they think of me. Now, put aside the whole, there is injustices in the world. Absolutely. In certain situations. Yeah. But if everybody sat down and had that little conversation with themselves, this mm-hmm. world overnight would transform because everybody go, well, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm only getting really annoyed with them because they don't agree with exactly what I think. Yeah. But that's fucking irrelevant. Mm. We don't, it, we're, like, we're, ne- we're never, ever, 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 you can quote me on this in 50 years time when this problem still hasn't been solved, we're never all going to agree with everybody else. No. Ever. People are going to hate each other. People are going to disagree with each other. People are going to not like other people because they're different. Mm-hmm. That's the We've been tribal since day one. Day we've, tri- we've actually been trying to wipe each other out since day one. Day you know, know and that's yeah. never going to change. Like, ho- uh, like Homo sapiens got rid of Neanderthal. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They were just like, no, you're, we're leaving you behind. Never right? going to change. And, and that's the thing. It's like, um, well, what I've thought about, right, is this beautiful idea, right? Um, because I, I, as I said to you, I, my mind never shuts off, but it's never in a in a negative spiral anymore. It's and and like even thinking about negative things, I'm thinking more about solutions than problems, and I'm thinking about all of the people that are flying banners for things. Yeah. I'm not flying a banner of a white guy because I'm a white guy or whatever the case may be or what whatever it is or black people that are flying the banner for being black or whatever the case may be. I I would love where there's everybody just identifies themselves as a human being, right? And we actually focus on the actual problems. Like, because I hate to bring a downward note on, the, on coming over the hour mark. <laughs> the world is dying. The world is dying and we're fighting over scraps. Yeah. For our corner of this planet that's dying. So we're facing down a hundred years from now, possibly facing down real extinction. 
and we can make serious, there's fucking buckets of hope for us because there are lots of things that we can do and people have started to do already to try and make the world a better place in terms of the environment. Fuck the social side of it in terms of like minimum wages and all this kind of stuff. It's bigger than that now. And I, and I feel like there are severe injustices in terms of the social side of things in the world. But I feel like the more we bring the environmental element into it, the more equality we will see throughout the world. Because land in Africa will be super fucking valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And land in fucking all over the place will, be, will become as valuable as anywhere else in the world. And when we stop thinking about, oh yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a million euro because it's close to the railway and it's close to city and all this kind of shit fuck that noise it's everywhere has value and as soon as we realize and everyone has value and if we can all if we could all get together this is very very mad that this is turning into this <laughs> kind of conversation this is the kind of conversation i have now at like 11 o'clock at night with the girl MC and she's like talking all this madness she's like shut the fuck up <laughs> what the fuck are you talking like, about man do you want a fucking cup of tea or not <laughs> <laughs> I will I will milk or sugar yeah, yeah, is all I, I asked you go fucking upstairs you're going to talk that fucking noise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I do honestly believe that ah, this is such a weird thing because um, this is part and parcel of me flipping around and being my own biggest cheerleader I was like yeah. I'm going to do that like I'm going to try my try and affect the part of the world that I'm in right now in that kind of way. And true what I'm doing, yeah, I, I like I want to make financial I want to have a financial security like anybody else does. Um but at the other end of it, what's far more important to me than the fucking crest that's on my fucking steering wheel or whether I have keys to my own house. What makes a lot more to, sense to me is actually having a positive effect on people's lives and on the world. And um, I really do think that um, people think people people are really really getting down about twenty twenty right about twenty twenty being just this fucking throwaway year, which it it fucking isn't. There's so many low like so many great lessons to be learned through all this. There's a lot of shit being talked, yeah. absolutely from all ends. And sometimes like I've completely stopped with all of the like uh, keeping up with whatever is fucking happening or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be respectful to everybody on this thing because, as you know, you don't know what type of days people have had and you don't know what their background is. Like, you don't know somebody that's my age. You're like, what the fuck are you worrying about? It's like, oh, they could have two fucking elderly parents that are at home and they're worried about them. So I, I've completely just like, I'm just going to respect everybody in this kind of a, a, a sphere. But I hate when people are like, it's actually, it's it's weird to even talk about it in this way because I feel like such a fucking, I feel like such a negative Nelly, but I'm like people making memes like if 2020 was a fucking blah, blah, blah. You know, if 2020 was a, a fucking cheeseburger or something and it's just this fucking it's a shitty cheeseburger, shit. yeah. No, we have to fucking stop with that shit because as soon as we stop with that type of fucking rhetoric, that fucking narrative, and we realize, okay, okay, yeah, 2020 was, fuck it, we didn't drink as much or we didn't fucking go out and have our fucking drinks on Saturday night and all this and have our fucking boogie on the na dance floor or whatever. But what did we do? We got closer to our fucking f friends and family. We got, we got to know, I got to know my fucking locality a lot better. All of these fucking different things we just don't fucking take into account. Yeah. But it also, I really think, and this is going to be something that like I really want people to feed into and listen into. If you're not listening to properly to, to this right now, <laughs> listen, listen up. We are 
at an incredibly interesting period of time for the human race. Over the next five, ten years, you're going to see an awful lot of things shift. I think that, do you know that revolution, that, 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 like, do you know, like, the French have had it, like, fucking ingrained into them, that fucking revolution that I don't fucking, I'm not taking this shit anymore. I feel like that's getting stronger in people, and I feel like it's getting stronger in the positive type of way. No, I'm going fucking wrecking shops and fucking all this shit and busting up people's businesses. No. Fucking laser-focused revolution, right? And I, like, not... I'm, I don't want to talk about conspiracy theories or anything like that because I'm talking about real-life shit. The world is fucking dying, right? I'm thinking... If I was in big business now, I'd be, I, I'd be fucking shaking in my boots sometimes, you know? I, I like to think that anyway, you know what I mean? And, and I'll, I'm flipping the script on that one, and I'm going, yeah, they should be fucking worried. They should be worried that if they don't change, we'll make them change. And it's very, very hard to see that happening. People will be like, this guy's fucking talking out his ass. But I think we're in a very interesting time. I think we're in a time where human beings are going to really come to the fucking party. Are we going to run 55 miles <laughs> or 100 miles in the human race? That's what I'm thinking. Are we going to fucking see this go into the third millennia or are we going to fucking pitter out? What are we doing? You know? And I think that we're going to come out on top. I really do. I have this fucking undying hope in the will to survive for the human beings. Like, I, th I think that we have a very, very strong ingrained survival. That's why there's fucking eight, 8 billion of us nearly in the world now. We're really good at surviving. Now it's time to really show what we can fucking do. You know? Fucking powerful, man. Yeah, yeah, But I can... I'm going to reinforce what you said there by just telling you... I said this to you before we started chatting here. Why do you think there's so many people? Why do, why do podcasts like this exist? Why are so many people coming, looking to go on hikes with you up the mountain with weight in their back? Why are so many people to asking me to get people like you on and have these conversations, P people are craving this. Th this is the revolution, it's the, this revolution, and again, I don't want to, you easily... It's you, a revolution of the mind. You easily get put into a box here mm. about revolution, here's the boys yeah, flying yeah, the yeah. flag, shake coming out and all. Yeah, I'm not fucking talking any of that shit. Not at all. It's a revolution of the mind that's going to take, uh, it's going to take its seat in society. Yeah, pe you pe know? people, and we're, see we're seeing symptoms of this with all, all of the burning the buildings and all that kind of stuff. People are not happy. Mm. They're searching for something. Mm. Some people, you're, you're, you're a little bit further along the journey than some people. Some people are a little bit further along. It just depends on, on the situation. But everybody is getting to a point now where they're realizing, hold on a second, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. I'm not, mm. I'm not who I'm meant to be. I'm not happy. More, some people have more formation on those thoughts than others. Some people aren't there yet. Mm. But I think you're 100% right. I spent 10 years in a clinic with people walking in the door saying this same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And these are people who, on the outside, looked like the people we all want to be. Mm. Super, Absolutely. super successful in their field of sport or business or whatever. And they were saying the same thing. I don't, I, I'm miserable. I'm not happy. Something's not right. I'm making all this money, doing all these things that I'm being told I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm still not fucking happy. Yeah. And then you hear someone coming on saying, I ran 200 miles and it fucking broke me and my knee was swollen. But Jesus, fucking, I was happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fucking show? How does that was, make yeah. any fucking sense? It's like, I, I feel like the closer we get to our essential humanity, the happier we will be. And it's things like luxurious cars and fucking all the shit that we're fucking consumed with that pulls us away from being human beings. And 
the more we seek to move into that. That's why more loads of people are getting into hiking and loads of people are getting into the outdoors. Man, I was fucking up around the place today. There were billions of people around the gaff, right? Yeah. Up and down the mountains and all this type of stuff. People want to get back into that. And I don't even think that people even fucking realize why. The reason why is because it brings us back to who we were fucking meant to be, you know? In all honesty, we weren't even meant to be like this. Yeah, Where yeah. we are right now, yeah, right? Fair. It's just a fucking part and parcel of life. But it's another thing where I look at this and I go, we can do all of this shit. We can, we can, we can reverse these things and we can save ourselves. You know what I mean? And I think we will. But it's just, it's, um, it's people are reverting back to that. And when you start, when, like, I always think simplifying my life has been the best thing that I've ever done. And this comes into the gratitude side of things as well. Um, if you want me to dip into How it How are now, you for time? Have you got time to chat a little time, longer? I have time, I have time. Fucking keep going. I have time. Well, I, when I think about the, the gratitude side of things, right, I, I when I talk about gratitude, it can be very, very all-encompassing and it can be very kind of airy-fairy sometimes. And like people are like, gratitude, like, you know, what's the fucking story with that or whatever? I like to actually assign time because people people are like, you know, oh, being great, grateful for everything. If you were grateful for everything you had in your life at all times in your life, you'd get fuck all done. It's just inefficient, <laughs> right? So I set aside, especially Mondays, because Mondays were the days that I hated the most because it's the start of the fucking week of bullshit work that I didn't want to do. So now that I'm at this fucking point in time where I'm fucking, like, I want to rip the week apart because I want to fuck, I have so much energy to fucking, you know, and I have things all planned out and all that kind of stuff, but I just, I want to get loads of things done. I want to do all things at all times, but in a good way, not in a kind of a manic way. And on Mondays, on Monday mornings, I like to think about just one thing. It doesn't even have to be a billion things. Just one thing of late that I've been reminded of is just fucking great. And that I'm grateful for and that I'm grateful for having in my life and um, like this Monday talked about the girl that I've started seeing right she might listen to it you never know but <laughs> she'd be delighted I, 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 I talked about her and I was like isn't it fantastic that like you know I've come across this person and do you know what the good thing about it is you let go of the expectation you go I don't know how long you know this person's going to be around but right now I'm really really enjoying it and it's fantastic it's great that I have this experience in my life and have this person in my life right now. And it's fantastic because I'm not attaching anything to it. I'm not saying like, oh, fuck it, I hope she hangs on, you know, or whatever the case may be, or I hope that fucking stuff doesn't f happen to fuck it up. It's just I'm happy right now that this person's in my life. It's actually great. I'm really enjoying it, and I'll just see where it goes. Yeah. And it's and it's a great thing to do. And what I've done in the physical sense of um, gratitude training is what I like to call it, right? And I started about two weeks ago just having cold showers, nothing but cold showers. And like it's been tough. I've been training really hard lately. Sometimes you're up the mountain and you're fucking, you're freezing cold up there, right? Because I'm starting to, I, I want to get more used to the cold. So I'm up there half dressed, like fucking freezing. And I come down, I'm covered in muck and then cold shower. So you're like, you're facing into the cold shower and I haven't once let myself have a warm one. I'm just like. Got, got to stick with what I say. It's the thing. When you say something, you stick you to it. it. And I've been having the cold showers. And then yesterday, I opened up the door of the bathroom and it's really dark at nighttime in the bathroom because there's fucking fuck all light coming in. And I was like, I just closed the door and it was pitch black. And I was like feeling around for the knob. And I was like, shh. And then the cold water felt colder and felt like worse. It felt like an invasion or something. It felt like I was really uncomfortable. 
because I didn't know where the fuck anything was. I was feeling around for the fucking shower gel. I was, you know, and all of these things, and I'm like, I actually take it for granted that I have, like, light at the flick of a switch. Hot water. Hot water. All of these things. And I, and it's, and people are like, that's no way to live your life. I, I, first of all, I live my life the way I want to live it because I'm not doing anything to you, um, Mr. or Mrs. That's, I just made up in my head. Um, so I'm just going to live my life like that. And the thing is, what I've noticed is, like you're saying there is, certain other aspects of life are fucking beautiful. Yeah. So much nicer. So much better. Like, you know what I mean? And, but what I noticed about this thing anyway was, it also made me, the last two weeks, it's also made me face the voice, the, the, the very, you know, the things you really, really don't want to do is the perfect fucking time. I'm like, I need to have a shower, really, like, realistically, you know what I mean? I'm after training or whatever the case may be. And I'm thinking, fuck, it's going to be freezing cold. And then I'm like, right. And I just whip the fucking clothes off, lightning fast, jump in and get the fucking thing done. And the more I do that, the easier it is to do all sorts of other shit. I fucking, I got on a mad buzz there the other day. I was like, cleaned out my car, got a new battery for the car because it's been fucking, it's been not starting in the morning sometimes and I've been putting it off for weeks. I was like, got all of those things, did, 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 done because I'm in that mind frame of I'm going to do exactly what I don't want to do right there and then because it's going to make my life better. The more effort you put into your life and, and this is not to do with like, working longer hours or any of that shit more effort you put into bettering your life and bettering your and emptying your mind simplifying your mind because i had all those things in my mind my car is a mess i need a new battery all these things gone they're emptied out because i've done them and i and i just face them because it's the perfect time to do them because i don't want to do them and that has definitely been amplified by doing the cold showers because by doing the cold showers every time i have a cold shower Every time I have a shower, it's going to be a cold one in my head. So I'm like, I'm already thinking, fuck, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Do you know? Because sometimes it's all right. Sometimes you're just like, you know, you're in the house and uh, you're just about to go to bed and you're like, oh, fuck it, I have to go for a shower or whatever the case may be. Or you wake up in the morning, you go for a shower. Sometimes then you're up in the fucking mountains. You're after getting pissed on by the clouds already. And it's fucking soaking wet. You're shivering, you're in bits, and you come back down and you hop into the car and your car's all misty and you're fucking shivering, trying to fucking get yourself thing. And you're like, you're driving home, you're like, I have to get into a cold shower. And the more times that I face down that voice that says, we could have a, we could have a warm one, and I go, nah, cold shower. The more times I fucking do that, the better I am at cleaning up my car. Yeah. Better at cleaning, getting the battery, getting these things sorted that just make my life better. You know, and it's putting effort into it. And the more fucking energy I have, and I don't think it's anything physiological. It might be that, you know, cold showers are better for you or something or whatever. But I think it's just mental alertness because I've emptied my mind of so many different things. And then when I hop out of this cold shower and I have a fucking cup of tea, I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is the most beautiful cup of tea I've ever had in my life. And I'm thinking as the water is boiling, because I, I, I did a six-week camping trip around the country and I was boiling up my own water at the fucking side of the mountains and you're there. Oh, well. You're trying to find a that fucking place class. to... Yeah, it was unreal. And you're trying to fucking boil up water like at the side of a mountain or something like that. I remember I went out, you know uh, Paddy Hoolan? You know, the, yeah, 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 the fighter, yeah. We, yeah, we did a big climb. We did a two-day trek across um, the three highest peaks in Wicklow. Class. And uh, 
we, we, I was there one day, it was so funny. Like, I laugh at the shittest moments. Like, at the moments where I'm like, this is actually shit, I laugh my ass off. Like, I broke my bootlaces the other day and I nearly fucking <laughs> pissed myself. This is such a fucked up situation because I was already soaking and muddy and all this type of shit. But we were, we were, we were on the mountain and, uh, I goes, fuck it, Pad, it's after clearing up a bit there. Like, will we fucking, I'm going to cook up there. Like, you know, will we, will we stop for a bit of food? He's like, yeah, 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 no worries. So I stop up and I just, just fucking click the fucking thing on to get the firing and it pissed. For, it, it was like those flash floods just absolutely pissed down on us. And I actually started going, ah, like <laughs> in stitches of laughter. Like, because we hadn't, it, 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 it had stopped for about a half an hour. And I was like, fuck it, it's clear enough. We should probably have some food now before we go up this fucking part of the hill or whatever. Piss down on top of us. And I just thought, I just think that's just the, the, the like when I'm, when I think back then, when I'm in my kitchen and I'm like, I'm, I'm just like putting on the cooker and, and the, and the water's boiling and I'm like, I'm in my nice warm kitchen while this is happening. Yeah. Sitting in that for even a second is a good thing. Sitting in that feeling of, fuck, that's, that's class. That like that that I'm able to just boil this water here and I don't have to worry about it raining and all this type of shit is great. But what you have to do is you have to put yourself in those situations where they're askew or they're taken away. So I'm I'm after to putting myself in a situation with the cold showers and the no light. That the next time I have a hot shower and it's all bright and I can see everything and all that kind of stuff. I'm probably going to be in there for half an hour because yeah. I'm just going to sit in the gratitude of actually like living a whole life like this. I've never had to struggle for in that kind of way. And I've never had to struggle. I never thought like, is there going to be food in the fridge? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and all of these different aspects. And when you get more attuned to, to the gratitude for life and the more times you kind of, you, you, you test that by maybe taking something away. Uh, I think it's called Assation. Um, the the it's it started as a kind of a Buddhist monk principle. Actually, they started like, you know, not eating for five days and all these kind of things like fasting and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like it all comes stems from 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 like Zen Buddhism. But uh, think about something that is in your life now that makes your life more comfortable, right? But you know, like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, what would uh, what would um be something that uh, that I could take away that uh, you know would probably be make my life less comfortable or whatever the case and be, but it would uh, it, over time give me more gratitude for it. And I said the cold showers and then I said the light and all this kind of stuff. And then you you start thinking about more about those things. So what in your life right now would if you took it away, it would be slightly less comfortable. And just think about it in that way. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of it for a week. For me, I didn't give a time limit for when I'm actually going to have a hot shower or when yeah, I'm going to have know. a shower. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to keep going with it because it's, it's giving me too much. Yeah. It's giving me too much good shit from my own a, when life. When you get a taste, when you get a taste of that. Yeah, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the way my thought patterns have been. I'm not going to stop it yet. Like, you know, cause I, cause I know there's more shit that's going to be uncovered and it's like, while I'm thinking about going to the shower while I'm in it and when I'm out of it I'm thinking about loads of different things and um, it's just mad because uh, it gets you to face down some shit as well you know I remember uh, it's so funny because like as a society sorry I'm after moving away from yeah, the right. but as a society um, there's a lot of fear 
you know there's a lot of fear and I, I've I've had lots of different fears like you know over my time but when I was a young fella right and I was a really small boy and I was five, six, seven, eight years old I was terrified of the dark terrified of the dark and I was I'm still I was still not in my 20s comfortable with the dark not going to sleep in the dark or whatever but like not like when I go outside and I'd be walking down to the shop like I live in a kind of a country lane there's a part of it that's pitch black and I'm like fuck it if someone hopped out here now and like, why am I thinking like that? It's because the world has ingrained that into us, right? But I'm just like, okay, I went on that six-week camping trip, I told you. I'd be hiking up the mountains into the fucking middle of forests and all this kind of stuff on my fucking own. Nothing but a head torch on or whatever and just walking around the forest. And then sometimes I'd stop, I'd set up my camp and then I'd just go for a walk around the forest to try and find the darkest and kind of most creepy and all these type of places. And sometimes I'd fucking walk around and I'd stumble around an old house, like a ruins of a house. And I'd be like, well, let's just go in. So we go into the house and we walk around, all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself constantly about staying in the moment and reality, reality, reality. What is reality? What is happening right now? I am in a house, in a forest, on my own. There's no one around. There's nothing happening. There's nothing going to hurt me, all this kind of stuff. And I started to break down those fears. So when I was in the shower last night and I was pitch black, it was, it was, it was, and my, I felt very vulnerable because I'm naked and there's cold water pouring down on top of me and I'm in this fucking dark room. And I really liked how comfortable I was with it because I'm after definitely shifting my mind through these exercises and that's another thing that that it's so fucking funny then when you're like you're running because I was I used to like go for walks and runs in the middle of the dark and all that kind of stuff and then I'm like I'm out today running around the mountains and I go at least it's bright do you know what I mean at least it's bright if I was in a pain and I was at least it's bright it's actually in the middle of the day and the weather's nice it's dry it's nothing you know and all these things come in because that's gratitude as well because you're grateful for it being bright you're grateful that the weather is half decent do you know it's it, it, it really does fucking add a lot to your fucking life, man. For yeah. sure. Uh, big time. The most important thing to take away from everything that you've said over the last, what are we, an hour and a half now, mm. you have to do something. It is not good enough to sit there and hope that all of a sudden you become grateful or hope that all of a sudden you have divine inspiration to go run 200 miles or hope that you have divine inspiration to quit your job or to be better in your relationship or be a better father. You have to put things in place and they make no sense to you, most likely at the start, like taking cold showers in the dark. You have to do something. You have Mm. to get up and do anything, anything to start this process. There's usually a stimulus. There's an action that might create a stimulus that's, that creates thought, that creates more action, right? Yeah. So, But what I would like to say as a kind of a caveat to people is I've been in times where I'm actually, I'm in my bed. I was so depressed that I was in my bed and I didn't even, like I, the, the shutters were up and I, I couldn't wanted get out to, of the put bed. Down, to put them down. Yeah. Or like you get up for, getting up for work in the morning I feel like there's fucking lead in my blanket that I'm like weighed down by and I couldn't get the fuck out of the bed. So there are, times in your life where like even the smallest of things can become insurmountable right but what i say to people that are in that circumstance is it's your responsibility right and it's very very this is like a you know this is not t- you know this is not tough love or whatever the case and be you know this is it's your responsibility but what it is is you need help right you, you, in that situation you do need help and and 
I definitely needed help and should have sought it out at that time. I didn't, and I, and it just so happened that I found the right way. I didn't find the bridge or the fucking rope. I found going after something and finding myself in that way. And it just so happened like that. Because life is, as I said, it's chaotic. Yeah. It could have went either way. But it is your responsibility to, one, identify that you need help, and two, to go get it, right? So if there's somebody listening to this podcast right now, and they're thinking, Jesus, I've been in that situation where I'm paralyzed by my own thing. Get the fucking help. Put your fucking hand up. And I'm telling you, as soon as you put your hand up and you realize, and you've taken the responsibility then, you've taken the responsibility for your life and the way that you need to act about moving forward. Because there's so, like there's a lot of times where we've actually, so there's like, let's say you're talking about it, like, uh, like the, the length of my phone here, right? And the otter box part of my phone here and everything forward is stuff you can do by yourself. And then this is the part you need help with. And you're here. Yeah. You need to make that leap to go here. And then they'll help you bring you up to here. And it's just like a kid with training wheels on. And like, it's actually very funny. I taught my niece like during the summer to ride her bicycle, you know. And it's really, really fun to see that like from going to being shitless to put her fucking, you know, to, to be on her own and not, not me me be there with her, to her flying up and down the road and turning up around and me then worrying about cars, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. she's giving me stuff to worry about <laughs> now, you know? And it's fucking brilliant. But they've brought, they'll bring you to that point where you're letting go and you're doing your own thing. And then there's that and you have to get all the way up there. And then when you jump off this, there's more to go. Yeah. And it's the fucking most beautiful thing ever. So if there is somebody that's in that fucking part where they're, they're, we're talking about doing all of these things in your life and you're, you can't fucking put the shutters down because I've been there, get the help that you need and, and that's your responsibility to go after that. It's your responsibility to go after that because people, other people can try and go there and do that for you but if you do it and you go about doing it, I promise you, you'll have a very, very high proportion of having success and once you do that, Life gets really exciting. It gets really exciting because you've gotten you've gotten to that point where you're you're first after throwing your fucking hands up and going, here, I'm actually I'm fucking droning. I'm droning here and I need help. And someone throws you the ring. And then you get the ring on, right? And this could be weeks getting the ring on, right? And then they pull you out slowly, slowly pull you out, slowly pull you out. And then you're actually gonna go full circle to the point where you want to jump back in. To p points in life that test you, yeah, you know, because you because you need to be at the point where like every day is testing you to the limit when you don't want to fucking get out of bed because because everything is just fucking playing over in your mind all over the, the place. Get the help that's there because it's there for you. There's PA the house. There's Samaritans. There's your fucking parents. There's anyone. Just say, guys, I'm fucking really struggling here, and from there you're on the first fucking step. Because that's probably exactly what you don't want to do, but it's the perfect time to do it. It's just just fucking pick up the phone and ring somebody and go, I fucking need a hand here, like, you know? And as soon as you do that, you've taken responsibility for it and you've, ta and you've, you've taken the control away from your anxiety because you're starting to fight it and you're starting to go, fuck you. I'm not fucking staying in this bed anymore. I'm not going to be afraid of opening the fucking bedroom door anymore. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to drive around and walk around with impunity and I'm going to take control of my fucking life again. And yeah, it starts up with fucking putting that hand up and saying, I fucking need a hand. And then from there, no one's going to look at you and go, oh, 
fucking that's you know look how weak that person is or whatever they're going to say look how fucking strong they are to realise that they need fucking help and then when they get that life starts getting really exciting really exciting because then you because you're after moving in this fucking direction that from literally the the world outside your fucking bedroom door is scary to what the fuck can I do what what you know there's nothing I can't do and I promise you you will find that path if you start it if you start it and you put your fucking hand up I promise you you're 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 going to as and and it's going to take a lot of effort uh, all the effort parts that I've said on this podcast, it's going to take a lot of that. It's going to take a lot of soul searching. And there's lots of times where I really had to dig into my fucking life and my and to, to who I was and how I thought about things and be be open to being wrong and to be and to make mistakes and to 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 think I have it all sorted out only to be only for myself to figure out that what I'm saying to myself is bullshit. So there's going to be lots of times where you're like, fuck, this is actually really hard because it's meant to be because life is really hard because life can be shit and chaotic and it can come out of nowhere and bite you in the fucking ass. But if you're prepared for it, then it's a fucking fantastic thing. If you're not, get the help that you need to be prepared. And I promise you, you'll see that armor fucking start fucking fitting onto you every single time. You'll be standing there with your fucking sword and shield going, come on, the fuck. What is life going to bring me at me next? Because yeah. you'll be ready for it and you'll be there for it. And it starts with putting the hand up and realizing that you fucking need it. <sighs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many questions about things like nutrition and strength and conditioning. Yeah. But I don't want to ask you any of that now because mm. that last 90 minutes was, it was beautiful. Mm. It was, it was a privilege for me to sit and listen to you. And I really enjoyed it, man. It uh, really genuinely, I'm not blowing smoke here now. It, it, this, this is the reason I wanted to do this is I, I, I thrive off this. It's inspirational. I know people hate that word. It's inspirational mm. to me to hear stuff like that. I, I don't want to ask you, to, you'll have to promise to come back on now to answer yeah. you the questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I will, I will, 100%. Uh, genuinely, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. <laughs> it's my gratitude. Very grateful for you taking the time to move here and talk to us I said when I saw your Instagram page I knew this was the message that was going to come up I'm mm. absolutely just privileged and delighted to have sat here and listened to you talk about your journey because it's pinged bits of my brain that are so familiar to mm. me and so powerful and important to me I want other people to be able to experience that that's and great ho hopefully through listening to you and your story and, and you've got your own podcast and there's all this wonderful stuff coming that people will start to to make these decisions to put the hand up as, as you've said there, to take Absolutely. the responsibility and to feel this feeling of empowerment because I'm only starting to feel it myself now the yeah. last year maybe. yeah it's class and I'm t scratching the surface of mm. what I know is there you're a bit further you're going to be the change you're going to be the change in your own life like you know what I mean you, you fucking you hold the fucking steering wheel yeah and you know what I mean and that's the thing it's like and the steering wheel sometimes wants us to veer into a wall but you have to fucking you have to fight, fight hard sometimes to fight hold back. onto it and fucking Stay on course, you know what I mean? Unreal, man. Yeah. Before I let you go, mm. if anybody wants to have a chat with you or get in touch or yeah. follow you or find you or I know you have a website as well. <laughs> Tough fucker shit is the uh, name yeah. of your website. It's, <laughs> it, well, it's conorokeefe.com. I, I built that, like, I built that at the start of this whole thing, right? Because that was a joke. Like, not a joke. Not, not, not meant to be a complete joke. But it was a joke that I was saying, I'm doing tough fucker shit to, like, you know, prepare for the, the 200 miler, like, yeah. back in the day, you know? 
And it was a joke that like fucking everybody was like tagging me with shit, like saying tough fucker shit. I'm in the gym at fucking five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> tough fucker shit, Conor O'Keefe, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, fucking people like it anyway. You yeah. know, people like the idea of Roll tough fucker it. shit, you know? So um, so I just I rolled with it Yeah like the website And all that kind of stuff Oh jeez I don't even know What's on that Joe honest <laughs> to god yeah. I got it built And I was like Fuck it I don't know What to do with it It was like You know the, the, Like that dog That catches the car It's looking after <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. What am I doing now So the main thing That I use Is is my Instagram Is, is C-O-K-E-E-F-F-E C-O-K-E-E-F-F-E. And If anybody is here And they listen to this And they enjoy it Do message me Because like It's so funny boy Because um you know, people, people, you know, because I've done it too myself. I've I've blown people up on yeah. uh, Instagram to like being, you know, this person or whatever the case would be. And when they message me back, I'm like, what? You know, they fucking <laughs> message me back. But I message everybody back, like you know. And my my buddies are like, you're fucking, you you're you're just constantly fucking giving out things. I'm like, I set aside the time because that's another thing is I'll take responsibility for what I put out there. People are gonna have feedback, and yeah. I, and and that's the responsibility you have to take for putting stuff out. So I can't just go, no, I'm not gonna fucking ignore everybody. Do you know what I mean? And I'll usually send voice notes, as you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm I I I'm, I'll I'll do it. And I'll be walking around the kitchen, and because I when I'm walking, I've get, I've got I sometimes have a kind of a better train of thought sometimes so I'll be walking around I message people and then most people are like oh my god I can't believe you voice message me I'm like I just do it all the time you know I think it's class because I sent you that big long message on Instagram and got this voice message how are you by? I fucking love to come up with that podcast I was like Class, yeah, yeah, it's fucking. It's, I think it's like a more personal way of doing definitely, it as well, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I love talking to people by, and it's like, do you know, I think uh, people get it into their minds where they t- they talk about the value of time. Um, you know, like what's the value of the time of talking to people like that? It's the value of the time of talking to people like that is because I feel like this is what I'm actually doing this for. I'm not doing this for like a selfish fucking bigging up my fucking ego or whatever the fuck it may be, because. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think about life like that. I don't think about life as an accumulation of things about me. Um, I'll think about life in a way of kind of, I suppose, I'm living my life anyway. I'll tell the story. People seem to like it. Yeah. People seem to enjoy what I do. And I, like that's, I was actually talking to my friend the other day. I was like, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm doing that people are liking or enjoying or taking from. But it's literally my daily life, and I'll talk about thoughts that I have, like I like I do here on the podcast, and I talk about things that I've you know that I've encountered or whatever. And sometimes I make jokes about shit, and I'll just you know have a bit of crack because sometimes I just get giddy as fuck. Sometimes I'm just at home and I'm like, ah, I'm in fucking good form. That's why we didn't give you another coffee today. Do you know what I mean? Tea, tea. Didn't need another coffee, <laughs> but it's like, um, if if somebody is listening to the podcast and they want to message me, please fucking message me, um, because. I I like it, it, I might not be able to get out back to it like straight a fucking way, but everybody that tech get that messages me, even people that message bad shit, which do, which do you get bad shit sometimes. Yeah. Like the odd time, I would get some bad shit, like you know, or or like people will be like trying to punch holes, I suppose, maybe oh, yeah, in, in what I'm doing, you know. So what like you're the, saying, sorry to cut across you, what you're saying challenges people. You're challenging people to do something that's uncomfortable, so you're mm. probably going to get pushback from people saying, "Well, you know what? Fuck, it's easy for fucking you up in the mountains, yeah, yeah, yeah. living your life. I've got kids and a job and all this." Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. is that some of the stuff that you would get? Is it? Yeah, like not even so much that it's like, um, you know, I, I people just want to try and find out what the recipe is of what I'm trying to do, and 
I'll, I'll say 100% I've got certain aspects of my life that I'm very fortunate to have. I'm very supportive parents. I really do. Yeah. Um, like, I still live with, with my parents, like, you know, while I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. Like, my mother is, uh, my mother is absolutely fucking assured of herself that I'm going to make millions of euro. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that, man. But, you know, thanks for the support, you know. But she's like, I'm only investing, you know, I'm only fucking looking after my investment here by letting you live in the gaff, you know. It's, it's kind of a funny joke we have. But like, um, I do have like incredibly supportive parents, and I've got a, a like I suppose an environment in my house that allows me to be me. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like what I would like to be as a parent is like when I have children, I don't want to be like, oh, you're gonna be this or you're gonna be that. I'm just like, I want to give you the environment that allows you to be you, and whatever that manifests itself as, as long as you're happy and finding something, I'm I'm there for that you know and that's what I have at home which is phenomenal and if people want to punch holes in that that's okay yeah. if people want to say ah oh, well he's at home he's living at home blah 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 all this kind of stuff and things it's like yeah that 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 is it but like I've I've fuck all money and I've like I've no real like I've no real prospects of like getting a promotion because I don't have fucking I'm still living off of the savings that I have and I don't have all the things that are, you know what I mean? Like when I, you know, if I wanted to like, you know, um, like take somebody out on a date, like all that type of shit is like, we need to go over a walk. Cause I fucking <laughs> nothing like, you know? And so, but, but getting away from that, I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, that people just do want to, to, to try and punch holes in it. But I understand that because I've done it so many times. Yeah. So when I say to people, I think people get kind of shocked sometimes when, when things like, um, uh, when 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 they say things to me like this, like certain people go like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Lads especially, yeah. lads, like, what the fuck are you on about, boy? And I and I and I messaged them back in a voice note, and I go, "What's the story, my man? Whatever you're looking for from sending me the comment like that, I really do hope you find it." <laughs> and and I and then they go, <laughs> "The field." They're just like, "What the fuck?" You know, because like I don't think people are actually you know understand that I understand them, you know. And I, and I and if you want to punch holes in what I do. That's fine. I really do hope whatever you're looking for by 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 putting that out there into my sphere that you 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 get what you're looking for in a, in a positive way, whatever yeah. that may be. If you want to say it to me, yeah, here, Connor, you're talking about your fucking ass. I'd say, well, look, I hope that you find whatever you're looking for by by sending me that, by knowing that I'll read that and it's a negative thing about me, and knowing that it's okay for you to send that to me. I really do hope that whatever anger or whatever. That is spurring you. Whatever is is um whatever um motivation you have behind that, I I do hope that you find some sort of solace through it, and I hope that it brings something positive into your life. And people are like, "What the fuck is this on about?" Like, you know what I mean? But it's it's the perfect way of not getting another fucking vicious comment back. Yeah, and I don't yeah. care if people want to send me another vicious comment back. It's, it's <laughs> about that type of shit. That's completely okay because I was that angry fucking dude who blamed everybody else and blamed fucking every... I blame my girlfriend, my parents, my boss. I blame my boss. This is how stupid I I was and we can be as human beings. I blame the guy who was giving me money every month <laughs> for how shit my life was. It's a good way of looking at it, actually. Do you know? Yeah. I'm blaming the guy who was giving me fucking money to live for how shit my life is. When I, when I should just go, look, it's not for me, this job is not for me and I should leave. Yeah. 
but we don't think about it in that way. We think, I'm going to fucking fight against this I'll guy here. i fucking show him. You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But anyway, we're really fucking rambling. <laughs> but you know what? I lo- I, it's it's good sometimes you get into a good flow, you just let it go, you know? That's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's just five to five. It's grand. It's, it's perfect. Oh, you're going to be late for your bouldering now, right? We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I now, don't so. mind, man, honest to God. Come, you'll have to go back for round two. Um, and we can, we this can is life. It's chaotic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the obstacles thrown on your way now. Mm. you got to manage it. Um, look, I'll say it again. Thanks very much. I'm, I really do appreciate you coming up. I'm going to have you back on. I'm going to meet you up the mountains one day and we 100%. go for a walk because I'm not going to run 100 miles with you. 100%. But, um, thank you very much for, for everything. Thanks for coming down. Um, Cheers, brother. Your podcast, before I let you go, when's that coming out? Yes, um, it's going to be called Flip the Script. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I, I, I don't know why I thought about making it a surprise, but I think people actually probably already know. But um, is it not, it's, Oh, the name or just the podcast? Just the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the name. Because you put the podcast all over oh, your fucking social I've been, media. I've been, I've been, I've been <laughs> like, the podcast is the podcast. That. But I'm just like, um, yeah, the, it's called Flip the Script Podcast. And I explain why it's called Flip the Script because I'll explain it in two seconds here. Oh. Now, it's basically like since I've been on this journey, I've been flipping scripts that I've rib- written for myself. I've wrote scripts that I'm not good at this or I should stick to doing this or whatever the case may be or I'm not a good person and, I, and I'm and i not worthwhile and I should just fucking end my life all of these things that I've actually thought about and I've written these scripts for myself that I've read at times in crisis in my life you know I've read out that time of you should just fucking end it or whatever the fuck it is all of these different scripts just flipping them around and then on a more minute scale, flipping the scripts on, on on things like cold showers. Instead of thinking, this cold shower is so cold, I'm thinking, isn't it fucking amazing that I've had hot showers for so fucking long? Yeah. yeah. And and flipping the scripts in that way. So, the the yeah, people are really going to get an idea of who I am and, and, like, I suppose, a real background into, I suppose, my past, um, you know, as a child all the way up through and, and, uh, and into what I'm doing now. And... I'm going to talk about, you know, things that interest me, like like the gratitude, like um, other other aspects as well of life. I might do one on like hip hop history. Deadly. I might do, yeah, whatever kind of takes my fancy and, and I think might bring some positivity and light into someone's life. I'll do. Happy days. Yeah. So when, when can we look forward to, to this? Um, in the oh, uh, what day is it today? The 10th of October. I would hope before the end of October. Deadly. I would hope before the end of October I'll have the first episode out. Um, I've got two episodes recorded and I'm like biting at the bit like when I'm like fucking a, started two I'm days like, ago yeah I'm like a kid with fucking a new toy I'm just like let's just fucking this is a good thought I thought oh man we never really touched on it no but we'll touch on the next time about evidence and, and oh, it's okay. a whole thing about evidence yeah. and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good topic to talk about um, but yeah, that's one of the podcasts that I'm going to be going on. But like 100, I'll come back up and we'll definitely talk about it. I'm going to hold you to that now. You know, you said it on air. You've no hiding from me now. Yeah. So I'm going to come after you. 100. Connor O'Keefe, thanks very much. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Cheers. Well, if you made it this far, fair play, and thank you very much for listening. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but personally, I love long-form podcasts like this where you get to listen to somebody explore ideas and explain their motivation behind their achievements and their goals and all of the things that they do to make them the person that they are. I know it's not for everybody, but sometimes it's worth it to sit down and listen to a two-hour podcast because there's so much value to be extracted from something like that. So thank you very much to Conor O'Keefe for being on the show. I know I say this after every episode, but if you enjoyed the show, please do take the time to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It makes a really big difference for us. 
Also, if you have any ideas or suggestions or anything that you would like to hear on this podcast or similarly anybody you'd like me to have on the podcast, don't be shy. Get in contact at podcast at primal.ie. You can find us on the website, www.primal.ie. And for this episode, it's primal.ie forward slash Connor O'Keefe. Or you can get in contact through Facebook or Instagram at Primal Pro, P-R-Y-M-A-L-P-R-O. Once again, thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.